Welcome to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. For more details, check out faithcc.com.au. We hope you enjoy this message. Come on, who knows that we have a God of dreams? Come on, who knows that God gives us dreams? And, uh, you know, my text today is out of Genesis 41, verse 32 to 37. You know, when it comes to God, we often talk about the dreams that God puts in our heart. And, you know, for many years, this church has had many dreams. You know, I was looking at some old uh, board documents the other day. And, uh, you know, I, was, I think I was talking to Catherine uh, DeCosta. She pulled out some notes about an old Youth Alive board meeting, or maybe it was a church board meeting, but the sphere of influence that this church was involved in. And they talked about back then, it was a prayer point many, many years ago. God, we pray that one day we would get into the schools. Church, that was their dream. That was their hope. That was their future. And obviously today now with what's God doing in our youth ministry, we're in many schools right across, you know, the, the, the city of Melbourne. And we are living in the fulfillment of that dream. You know, what used to be classed as a big church of maybe 50, 60 people these days, you know, church of thousands, who would have ever dreamt that that was actually possible? You know, Pastor Dave next week is the uh, State Youth Alive director. You know, first time in a long time, they are taking the Youth Alive into one of the arenas, the Market Court Arena, and they're just believing that thousands of young people are going to fill that arena, and so many young people are going to give their lives to Jesus. There's no doubt 30 years ago, people would have thought that was a dream. But people decided to step out in faith and actually see the fulfillment of that dream. You think about the way that this church started. You'll see this on this video in just a few moments' time. And back in 1953, our church started in a weekly prayer meeting. There you go, prayer meeting. Tonight, prayer meeting. Number one, don't despise the days of small beginnings. And number two, never ever underestimate the power of prayer. You know, but I don't know whether those people would have really actually, would, it would have blown their mind to see that there are a church of multiple campuses of church of thousands coming out of that particular prayer meeting. And what I've realized throughout life is that God often uses us as vessels to impregnate his dream so that we can give birth not to our dream, but to God's dream. And, you know, we see this right throughout the Word of God. God placing dreams in people's hearts. You know, this one in Genesis is about Joseph and Pharaoh. And, you know, it's not the dream of Joseph that is in the spotlight, but it's the dream of Pharaoh. You know, often when we talk about Joseph, we talk about Joseph being the dreamer. But the reality on this portion of Scripture, it wasn't Joseph's dream, but it was actually Pharaoh's dream that Joseph had the ability to interpret. And even though Pharaoh is mighty and he is strong and Pharaoh is significant, we kind of get this picture in Genesis chapter 42 that him as a person drifts into the background as the God dream comes to the forefront. And we don't see Pharaoh leading the nation through this difficult season, but we actually see God's dream leading the nation through this season. The explanation of the dream, uh, the purpose of the dream, the direction of the dream kind of becomes front and center of this passage that I'm about to read today. And I love this idea that God's dream will always outperform and outlast and outpromote us every single time. That God's dream will always outperform, it will always outlast, 
and it will even out-promote you and I every single time. Look what Isaiah 46, 10 to 11 says. I love this passage. It says, I make known the end from the beginning, from the ancient times what is to come. I say my purpose will stand, and I will do all that I please. From the east I summon a bird of prey. I love this. From the east, some, just some bird of prey he will summon to fulfill his purpose. From a far off land, and a man to fulfill my purpose. What I have said, that I will bring about. And what I have planned, that I will do. Come on, church, what a great passage of Scripture. I love that it says a man, any man, a nameless man. And that's really what we are. You know, we are people that are part of God's vision. And I pray that for this church, I pray for this church, that they may forget our name, they may forget who we are and what we did, but they will never forget God's dream for this generation. That this church has been established to fulfill God's dream for this generation. So I want to read this story. We know this story well. Pharaoh has a dream. It's a crazy dream. It's what we maybe call a pizza dream, but it's a God dream. It's a dream of fat cows and skinny cows and a dream of fat heads of grain and skinny heads of grain. And the Bible goes on to say this, as Joseph is interpreting the dream, Genesis 41 verse 32 it says, now the, dream, the reason the dream was given to Pharaoh in two forms is that the matter has been firmly decided by God and God will do it soon. Now let Pharaoh look for a discerning and wise man and put him in charge of the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh appoint commissioners over the land to take a fifth of the harvest of Egypt during the seven years of abundance. They should collect all the food of these good years that are coming and store up the grain under the authority of Pharaoh to be kept in the cities for food. This food should be held in reserve for the country to be used during the seven years of famine that will come upon Egypt so that the country may not be ruined by famine. Listen to this. And the plan seemed good to Pharaoh and his officials. The plan seemed good to Pharaoh and his officials. You know, the challenge is when I read this is very simply this, and I think it's a good challenge for our own life is that you can have a dream, but have you got a plan? You can have a dream, but have you got a plan? You see, many times in life, we live in dreaming stage. We like to dream about what God can do. We like to dream about the possibilities of, of where God is going to take us. But sometimes God wants to move us on from the dreaming stage to the planning stage, from the stage of the nebulous ideas of dreams and visions, now to the stage of actually making things happen, of actually starting to put legs to this vision, starting to see God do things in a very practical and wonderful way. I want to say this to you today not only for this church, but for your own life. God not only wants to anoint your dreams, but He wants to anoint your plans as well. I love what it says in Proverbs 15, verse 22. Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. Let me say this, church, God can help us with our plans. Proverbs 16, verse 1 to 4. To humans belong the plans of the heart, but from the Lord comes the proper answer of the tongue. All a person's ways may seem pure to them, but motives are weighed by the Lord. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and He will establish your, come on, your, He will establish your plans. The Lord works out everything to its proper end, even the wicked for the day 
of the, of the disaster. You see, what I love about this plan, that Joseph comes with wisdom from God and this dream of God is that the whole nation now feeds off that dream. You think about it. They're about to go to a season of famine, right? And the dream and the plan that God has for that nation, the whole nation feeds off that. The whole nation is nourished by that plan. The whole nation is sustained by that plan. Through seasons of famine and difficulty and heartache, there is the God dream and the God plan nourishing and feeding people. You know what? I believe that every plan, every dream of God can have this test put against it. Is it nourishing and feeding people? Is it actually there that's actually providing something to bring blessing into people's lives? And it's out of this context this kind of biblical revelation that I want to talk to you about this church. You see, I do feel that this is the season for our church to commit some plans to the Lord. You know, this church has had dreams, dreams of expansion, dreams of influence, dreams of future generations being blessed uh, because of us. And often we can have the temptation just to live in dreamland, that maybe one day we'll do that. and Maybe one day we'll walk in that blessing. But I do believe that the next season for this church is to actually put a plan attached to that dream. It's time to put legs to that dream. It's time to see that dream become a reality. You know, for years, God put a dream in this church's heart to establish campuses in the southeast of Melbourne. You know, I was talking to Pastor Alan the other day, and he talked about when they started, you know, the, the, the Limbrook campus and the Casey campus and even the Chadston campus. It was tough going. It was transient that often fire have, used to have to find different venues. I remember the first time I came here and I was preaching after doing a camp for another organisation and before I'd even known about the church, I was invited to be the pastor of the church. I remember preaching in Casey and they were in some other school hall and I remember them going from place to place to place until they finally found something of permanence. You look now years later, these campuses are strong, church. These campuses are healthy. These campuses are blessed. But I want to say this, this is not the end, this is just the beginning. You've got to understand, this is just the beginning of where God actually wants to take the influence of this church. And you know, uh, the dream of this church was really to meet, reach multiple communities. You think about our missions program. You know, we just don't reach one nation, we reach multiple nations. You think about what we're doing in the city of Melbourne. We're not just reaching one community called the community of Dandenong, but we are reaching the community of Casey and Monash and Chadston and all these different other communities. We're being called to be a multi-generational, reaching multiple communities in multiple suburbs right across the southeast of Melbourne. And one of the things that God began to speak to me about is about really looking at these campuses in a complete holistic way. And these next five years is about putting a plan into place, not just for our generation, but for generations to come, to completely establish that dream for all of our locations. You know, church, I believe that we can put all of our locations in permanent homes. Come on. I believe it's time that those days of transient moving around, those days are over. Come on, those days of paying rent, those days are over. Those days of filling someone else's pocket with our tithes and offerings, those days are over. It is time for us to establish places of permanence, lighthouses that will be here for future generations to come. You know, I realise this, that when, I, when Pastor Alan, you know, said, I want you to lead this church, See, he was a steward over this house. I'm a steward over this house until the next guy comes. It's not my church. It's your church. It's God's church, right? 
And God began to speak to me about this, and he said, you know, Matt, Pastor Alan couldn't leave you his preaching gift, because that's his. Couldn't leave you his culture, that's his. But he could leave you something that we have been blessed to enjoy, steps of faith that have built this wonderful facility so that future generations can be blessed because what the previous generation actually built. I'm telling you, church, from 100 years from now, we want to know that we have put places of permanence into every location in the southeast of Melbourne, that no matter what the government says about you can't preach in schools anymore and you can't go to cinemas anymore, we have got lighthouses in these cities that are places of permanence for the gospel to be preached. To build a new base, to establish a new launching plan, not just in Melbourne, but right across the world. And I do believe that there is a shift happening in our church that is quite exciting. You know, let me say this, Dandenong will always be the founding campus. It will always be the heritage campus. It will always be the sending campus. The other campuses would not exist had it not been for the Dandenong campus. Come on, who knows that? But I also know that God is raising these other campuses up that I believe that will come to a stage where there won't be one main campus. You know, I want to change that language. This will always be the founding campuses. But I declare over the next few years that our four campuses will be the main campuses. As one can put 1,000 aflight, two can put 10,000 aflight. Imagine what four or five or six or seven or eight or nine or ten can actually do. Church, that we're not just building campuses, but we're actually building hubs. Hubs of influence, hubs of community care, hubs of outreach, lighthouses that will be attractive for people in those respective communities. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. To stay up to date, check us out at our website, faithcc.com.au.